Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than Stand Up. I'm Brent Lamont. Joining me today, friend, mate, buddy of the pod, Sonny Sanghai out of the SAP Main Hand Office. Hey, Sonny. Hello, Brent, mate. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. And you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having Excellent. me on the podcast. Of course. So we're completing our conversation with Sonny about his journey to agility. And we talked about a lot of things about what was great when he got started. And if you haven't heard that podcast, go listen to it now. We'll wait. So today we're going to talk about, in the second part of the conversation, we're going to talk about, let's start with the easy one, Sonny. What would now you tell just starting you? Mm. What, would, what would you tell them? Is there pieces of advice you'd give or things to stay away from? Yeah. I don't know if it would be possible. But let me let me let me say it, and then we can okay. talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I wish I didn't probably go by the textbook as much yep. um, when I started. But would I? And I wish I could have changed some things, or the way we approached agile with some of the teams, or even applied a different method um, framework yep. um, with some teams that I was working with. Why couldn't we? Probably because I didn't have the experience back then sure. as well. That's number one. Yep. And I think number two, I think back then it was very much, oh, if I did this, this isn't being agile. And um, is this right. now sending mixed signals and messages to the team that are we doing half and half? Yeah. Whereas as we've matured and I've matured into this space, um, there's different ways of doing things, but keeping the core principles of Agile and Manifesto still intact. Right. Uh, and I think that's something, but I don't know if it would be possible to do that back then because the I think that comes with experience. Well, see, I think, I think you have, you have a, a, a nugget of information that works really well is that now you would have told then you don't stand on the book, but right. adhere to the principles and the values. Yes. See, the, I think that might be, I think that is probably the biggest thing that people do when they start on their path is that they go, here's the rules. I'm going to follow the rules. It's like, don't follow the rules, follow yeah. the meaning behind the rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because if you follow, you know, it's like if you hold yourself to courage, commitment, focus, openness, and respect, yeah. do that. And then just think of this as a framework because the piece that people always trigger is that they forget that Agile is a framework. Scrum is a framework. Kanban is a framework, right? Correct. All of those things, if they, if they remember the word framework and what that means, and hold to the values and hold to, you know, what are, what are the principles? Like, you know, show your work, you know, uh, try to do all of, all of those things. I think it would be easier for people to transition to agility as opposed to this. Okay. So I do my thing and I hand it to somebody else. Okay, cool. Now what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's, that was the takeaway, I think. Change stuff around, what works best for the team. But yeah, don't, don't, 
heavily, heavily move away from any principles of manifesto points. Right. Um, and, and don't stand on the book to stand on the book, you know. Yeah, just for the sake of it, right? Um, yeah. And even if, like, we did that exercise with one organization here, didn't we, where we changed some of their principles to fit to that team because they were not a software team as yeah. well. Part of the liftoff, which was, I think, was an absolutely brilliant suggestion by um, was our lead, uh, Agile Ops, Teresa, right? I yeah. think it was during that session, it was um, her, her suggestion. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I think that's something I would wish I'd tried more. Because that way yeah. you're still keeping the principles intact, but you've kind of just changed them a little bit to suit the team at that time. Right. Yeah. Right. Which then means they're likely more and likely, sorry, to embrace them as well and actually put them to use. I think, well, and that brings up another point where I think a lot of teams fail and maybe not fail, but they struggle is that they have it imposed upon them. Yeah. Right. So you'll have this new scrum master or you'll have this new uh, transformation taking off. And it's like people impose the change on them. No. And it's, you know, if you want resistance, that's the greatest way to have resistance. So it's the no. get their buy in, have them learn from it and then make the change. Right. Because they're invested. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm, and what I'm not ref, like trying to say is, um, let's pick a principle, right? So, like, we don't want to change like working software is the primary measure of progress to like working software every six months to a year, right? Right. Let's see <laughs> that. Here, yeah. Yeah. So, there's not, if we're not going to the extreme where we're starting to totally move away. See, that's, that's a great one for you to pick because my big bias these days is that we need to talk, stop talking about it. It's just working software. Yeah. It's completed valued work because yeah. it's not always software. Like, you, yeah. like we were just talking about, there are teams that yeah, are not teams, software. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right on. So, you know, along those lines, what did you have to learn or unlearn? Like ready for learning. this one yeah yeah i'm ready this is the one you teed up for me you were like i'll one teed you this one with. up for you because we've been talking about it for five <laughs> years <laughs> and it is uh to stop story pointing spikes <laughs> oh my god i knew it i knew it, it. Old one. you set me up <laughs> yeah for people who have listened to this podcast enough times, we've talked smack, Sonny and I have talked about yes. this enough times to where it's like, do you do you put story points on spikes? Yep. yep. And Sonny says? And I say, um, what? Okay, let me tell you why and what I've had to learn and unlearn over the years is because I think when we were putting story points on spikes and coming to the end of the sprints and looking at it, okay, what what we've done, what's what's that a review section now and ready to go off to the stakeholders, often the spikes would not have that value at that time. There's value internally because you've gone and found out information and potential future value for a customer, but there wasn't that value at that time. Um, where that actually can be delivered to a customer. Um, and then I started to do a lot more research into it as well. And there, there was a lot of conversation, I think, as well in the agile space around this. But 
oh, six, seven years ago when I was starting to look into it a little bit more and more. Um, and that's where I started to think, okay, let me experiment as well, just like from listening to more experienced people out there that let's start using some time-based factor on spikes and start sure. to maybe use time and yeah. taking it away from your capacity, your sprint capacity <clears throat> to go and focus on spikes a lot more. Um, and then actually the stuff that is story pointed and actually delivering value can actually then be used for stories and then to the stakeholders, right? And then that conversation can be had. Um, and then this conversation would be more like, we spent this much time, we found this out, and now next steps up, X, Y, Z, for example. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's where my stance was on it. And um, me and you have had lovely conversations <laughs> over the years. Um, you know, it's almost what's your stance on it, Fred? When it comes to <laughs> so, I think you actually answer my questions for me. Is is this work part of the sprint? The answer Correct. is usually yes. Yeah. Great. How do you define your capacity for a sprint? It's in story points. So, if you're going to do something that's in the sprint. You should have story points on it. If you start taking it away from the capacity, well, you're changing the capacity for the sprint. Therefore, you're reducing the points. So you can time base it. I don't want to time base it. I want to, if the measure for what a team does in a given sprint is valued in points, then point everything, mm. right? If you're going to base it on time, then put man hours on everything. Congratulations. Let's see how that works, right? Because to me, it's the whose man hours are you using? Like, is it the most junior person on the team? Is it the most senior person on the team? Is it someone in between? I, I worked at a company where they said, the, my first day in, they were said, yeah, it's basically man hours equal points. And I was like, who's who are you talking about and when they couldn't answer that question i'm like that's why you have relative estimation right because oh, i totally agree on that yeah right yeah, but see, totally to me it's anytime you start talking about time boxing stuff then you you are much more likely to go down a slippery slope of points equals hours yeah, and I think the other part is off my stance on time-based around spikes is you often, and it's similar to bugs, right? You often don't know what you're about to get into the research off. Sure. You might have a high level, right? Like we always encourage teams to write spikes with acceptance criteria and similar yep. to stories, right? But often or not, it's maybe a domain or a piece of research you're about to do that's, for example, a new tool you want to integrate with, right? You might not know a lot about that. Right. So then how do you use a story point reference scale in that way? You could build one, right? But I think, yeah, yeah it comes down. And I think this comes down to always um, what's best for the team and what works for the team. Because me and you have probably yep. got both teams out there or have had in the past where I've used time, you've used story completely, points, right? and it completely. works for the team. Yep. So, and I think that's where it comes down to our previous question of um, the one we asked just now on the podcast is, I think 
that's where we've probably spent time and I've definitely spent time of going, well, if you stand on the book, stand on the book, right. Yeah. You would do this. Right. And I think you've yeah. just had to learn that over the years. Well, and I, and I think to that point, it is the, what works best in that situation. And if you have the conversation, see, this is, this is where I think it's critical is that if you are transparent about why you're having the conversation, you inspect and if somebody came to me and said, look, for this particular team, I get all your points. I, I get all your reasoning behind it. I think for us, it works better if we were to time box, you know, time box this spike and not count it. I'd be like, all right, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise I'm doing exactly the thing that I don't want to do, which is to stand on the book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For all the wrong reasons. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. And I'm sure me and you will continue this conversation for another five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, but see, here's the thing. I think you and I both understand where the other person's coming from. I think yeah, I totally have, respect it. Right. We just have a yeah. preference, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. See, meanwhile, yeah. right now, Mark and Patrick, who have heard this conversation in so many different ways, yeah. are probably listening to this podcast right now going, really? Really? Yeah. You, yeah. That's how you solved it? Yeah. <laughs> you could have done it any other way, but that's how you solved it. I can hear both their voices in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a conversation for another time. All right. Yeah. Well, then, Sonny, I think we're heading close to time is there anything yeah. anything else as part of your journey that you want to bring up that we no, haven't think, covered no i think i've covered it and it's um yeah pretty well covered so no awesome. thank you so much for having me on the podcast i appreciate it as always it's fun to have you here thanks for being here and that's the end of this iteration i'm brent i'm sunny until the next iteration you can give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider Reach out to us at info at fasterthanstandup.com or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.